This is the Visual Developers Podcast with your hosts, Lacey Kessler, Matt Varghese, and Ben Parker. Interviews, no-code reviews, tutorials, and more, we're here to talk about all things no-code. Hey everybody, Ben here with Visual Dev FM, back for another episode, and I'm so excited to be joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Matt and Lacey. <laughs> hey Hello. And uh, today's special treat, we have an interview with Carrie Craver, and so uh, we're going to be talking to her about a bunch of different no-code things, and if you haven't seen some of the stuff that she has built, it's incredible, especially this vaccination site, which is really cool. So she's just with us now during the no-code roundup, too, so just expect Carrie to hop in maybe at some point. So say hi, Carrie. Hi, everybody. Woo. So uh, let's get started. So before we talk to Carrie about all that fun stuff, let's jump into the no-code roundup. As always, we're going to talk about what's new in no-code. And so we're going to start with... Webflow, uh, breaking news today, Webflow raises a $140 million Series B round is now valued at $2.1 billion. So, um, and that's what the B, um, it's unbelievable. So excited for the Webflow team. Uh, it has really grown in incredible ways since I've joined and it's awesome to see this happen. And it just to... Th- I think back to the time I just, 2014, I find Webflow and I was writing all this code and I was trying to put out these sites really quickly. I was like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And I found Webflow and I was completely blown away. Um, and I tweeted this this morning. If you had told me then that this would be a very valuable piece of software, I would have said, yes, uh, how do I invest? <laughs> because it's just so incredible and magical, uh, but it's really cool to see this become reality. Um, so just absolutely wonderful. So I just want to say congrats to Vlad, Sergey, Bryant, uh, and the entire Webflow team. Really cool. Uh, and I'm super excited about the future. I think it's going to be awesome. So what a way to start the show. Um, so anyway, I don't know how, like, I'm still speechless about the news. I should probably just move on to the second thing on the list, but I'm still just like blown away. So, okay, moving on, moving on. So definitely go check the, oh, Matt has something to say. What? Can you share? As always, I'm going to ping both of you now with trying to give me as much information as I can possibly extract out of you. What's in the pipeline that we can know about? Yes. Cool. Good talk. On to the next point. <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay. You got to give us something here. No, I think that, uh, I think that, I can't, I mean, I'm not going to say anything. I can't say, obviously. Like, uh, I think if you go back and look at Webflow World Tour and the things that were talked about that came out of there, like things that Webflow is working on, you can keep thinking in those terms and in those tools and features and hopefully much more. So, All right, let's get this vagueness out of here. Carrie and Lacey, let's just predict, uh, just like pick a feature that you want to see in Webflow and let's just see, let's just make a prediction of what you think will come in the next two years since Ben will give us nothing. <laughs> well, why don't you go no, that I predicted, but the one I want most is mm-hmm. uh, detailed search and filter on, on uh, collections. Ooh, like built in. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, Jeff, I see. Jeff yeah. Boost is great, but 
fewer using fewer products is something that I would like in general in no code. So I, I don't necessarily predict that it's coming, but boy, that's one <laughs> I would like. Maybe Webflow will buy JetBoost for $139 million tomorrow. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe that's why they raised their Series B. Uh, I bet, but Webflow buying JetBoost would actually be kind of cool. And then bringing that functionality in natively would be pretty sweet. Lacey, what say you? Mm, I think they are going to go toe-to-toe with Bubble on WebEx. Wow. Okay. Wow. Because, um, okay, all right. So let's just think about this. So okay. they have already showed leg once to get that Series A. So there's something there. And then they're going again. And I just... And staying off I, camera because I, I think he's trying not to smile. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I I think that's where it's going because, like, Bubble is super powerful. But what's the one thing you always hear about it? It's the UI. It's mm. the it's not the the UI the UX is is problematic. What is Webflow? I mean, Webflow does a lot of things good. What does Webflow do really well? that UI UX, like, I think if they marry that or if they buy bubble or whatever, I don't know. Oh my gosh. That would just be like, oh. so that's for $139 million. Leaning out a camera. So I could, uh, I was looking at my phone, sending a message. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. So, you know, but you guys keep this game. This is the game they play where they, they continually name things, hoping that like my face will give it away. Or there's something I'm gonna say, and don't worry, Ren. We have we have an Adala point up next in the roundup. We can grill Lacey for it. <laughs> I look forward to not being the only person on this side of it. And I'm gonna tell you right now. Although um, I, a chance to plug the podcast really quickly, though, is that before Matt makes his prediction, is that you can go back and listen to our episode with David, where we interviewed him about Adalo, and he yeah. did name all kinds of things that are coming. So if you're curious about what's in the roadmap for Adalo, go back. That's and listen. true. That's true. Um, my hope is kind of tied to, or not my hope, I guess, but um, my prediction is that user systems, which I think is currently in alpha, um, will come out in the next one to two years and be a lot better um, than the alpha. I mean, it's, it's an alpha, so it's very light. But like, I mean, I think that's something that's ob- obviously like, clearly on the roadmap if it's already built. But um, I think that's a step in the right direction of like competing toe to toe with bubble. Um, what does that mean for member stack and outset and pl- programs like that? I don't know. Uh, maybe they're, they're still around. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's my, that's my prediction. But again, Ben won't, Ben won't oblige here. So, you know what I am going to do is I'm going to hope somebody corrects you for saying out Cedar wrong. I said outside. Oh, is it not out Cedar? Dang it, all the time. All Dude, the time. Oh, yes. I'm so glad we got that on air. Oh, yes. <laughs> I this said is... it correctly, man. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Ted going. Okay. Well, all right. well moving on. on. Yeah. Pass, to, pass the Webflow news. But again, congrats to the Webflow team. Really cool. Such a big deal. Um, and I, I, I'm just elated. I think it's and so cor- cool. Congrats to you, Ben. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate yeah. it. I'm really excited it's been fun to play a role in in building it and and helping make this thing go and we're going to keep doing awesome stuff so onward and upward keep your eyes peeled it's going to be a fun 
fun, fun, fun future with no code. Um, all right, next up, Adalo. Adalo has a list of 41 new list customization options. Um, if So talk to me, Lacey, a little bit about this because it seems like everybody I've seen react to this is like, oh my God, my life just got so much better. Why is everybody's life better? Like what's the, what's the big deal here? Yeah, yeah. So um, basically with lists, and I will preface this with, I'm still learning the ins and outs of Adalo, um, even still. So I will say that the before, the way you could have a simple list within your app was limited um, as far as what the display was. So this gives you a lot more design control over your app and some of the functionality that goes into it. So you have a lot of different options now of what that simple list is going to look like. Think of it if you are familiar with um, Webflow like collection lists. So simple lists in Adalo are essentially the same thing. Um, so now you just have a lot more uh, options when it comes to customizing those lists because those lists are heavily used throughout everyone's app. A lot less clicks and a lot less finagling things to get them the way you want. I use the word finagle on this podcast. I deserve some sort of award. Um, it happened. All right, moving on. So congrats to the Dollar team. That's pretty cool to see that come out. And it's I'm always for something that just makes life super easy for everybody. So love this. Really cool. Um, speaking of Webflow, uh, Webflow and Zapier both made Y Combinator's list of top companies for 2021, uh, which is really cool. It is a pretty impressive list of, of software companies, and to see them on that list really is uh, pretty cool. So definitely go check that out. Link in the show notes if you want to go uh, see that list uh, and see everybody else who is there. Uh, speaking of Zapier, Zapier also posted this. We talk about forms here a lot, and, and uh, I feel like on official DevFM, it's like something we just spend a, way too much time talking about. But one thing that we have mentioned here is that Google Forms get slept on a lot. A lot of people just kind of skip over that. And Zapier posted a great article about uh, Google Forms settings. Um, and so like, I think it's like six key uh, settings or six important settings in Google Forms. A lot of it's really good. It's about how you can limit to like one submission and require a login, some different things. It's pretty neat. Um, as someone who used to train people how to use Google Forms, uh, it excites me to see other people discover the power of it. So really cool. Link in the show notes if you want to go dive in and learn more about Google Forms. Uh, FinSuite. FinSuite made a big hire. Uh, FinSuite is, first of all, moving really fast. And they hired Alex from the Webflow community. And if you don't know Alex, uh, Alex's work is just next level good. Um, and he does, does some pretty incredible pieces. And FinSuite talked about why they hired uh, Alex. And essentially, um, if, you, if you read the, the release... Um, uh, their, their release on this. Essentially, Joe talks about how he's had this expertise where he sits between, and there really is this, we've talked about this before in the podcast, no coders who use code. And, and one of Joe's superpowers is that Joe is an incredible Webflow developer, but Joe also really understands 
um, JavaScript and can do some pretty incredible things. And that puts him in a really unique position. And uh, with them bringing Alex on board, they bring somebody else onto the team who has that same sort of superpower. Um, so it's pretty cool to see a, a, an agency and a and somebody in the Webflow community who provides so much for the community in, in the terms of resources uh, pick up some, some more talent. I'm pretty excited about that. So link in the show notes if you want to check that out. But I think this is really cool. Um, excited for their team. So Aaron Kornblit, um, uh, he has a clip out with, with Joe from FinSuite uh, to teach you how you can create invoices with Zapier and Google Docs. Uh, this is a cool trick. Uh, we used to do this all the time at the place where I worked before Webflow, uh, and I love this. One click, press a button, get an invoice, have Zapier run some, auto, Zapier run some automations, and, and spit out um, uh, an invoice based on a template, which if you haven't used Google templates um, at all Google Docs templates, you're you're missing out. So this is really awesome and worth your time. If you're one of those people who's like, I'd love to automate my documentation, invoice, um, you know, whatever it might be, uh, those normal everyday, you do them all the time, quotes, Docs, this is a great flow for you. So definitely check it out. So this is the other big news, I feel like, in the no-code community. Softer released memberships. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Uh, so I guess we pause right here to talk about this a little bit because this is a pretty big development. Uh, I really feel like, so we've had, you know, Webflow, a lot of people use Webflow and they use, you know, out, Outseta, they use MemberStack, they use, you know, whatever. Firebase, we've talked about that. We have, there's Bubble, but really outside of those two, there haven't been a lot of people who, you know, a lot of membership sites. I know some people have done cards, some some pieces there, right? The, few and far between, but an integrated all-in-one only need this app is really a big deal. Um, and so I'm pretty excited about this. Has anybody here got to try it out yet? Because I haven't had a chance to dive in, but pretty excited about it. I have. I have definitely checked it out. And I have to say that if you're, what I love about it is if you really like putting your data in Airtable, which I do with a UX background, like Airtable is just, I feel like it's a good friend. It just works well. And so being able to use something like Softer to organize my uh, site is, I, I just absolutely love it. I, I haven't published anything from it yet, but the idea that now they have memberships and I checked out the details of how they do their memberships um, when Miriam posted on Wink, uh, the women in no code community that I absolutely love, Lacey. And uh, um, so I was checking that out the other day and I'm so excited to, to try and launch something through that because it just puts it all in one place. Uh, the Airtable setup takes a couple of seconds and now that I can have memberships, it means I can really feel like I'm using just one product. That's exciting because right now I feel like when I'm trying to build something, I always have to use four, five things and kind of glue it all together. Now you make a great point. I mean, it's something we talk about a lot here. Like the one web app that can rule them all is the one that has the ability to build a great front end and build that app back end all in one place. And a lot of people will say bubble does that. And I know bubble does do that to me. I don't think bubble's fun or easy to build a front end with. So I'll, I'll keep going back to that, 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 uh, well, and and saying that over and over again, uh, Bubble folks probably don't like me, and I'm sorry. Um, and I'm not saying Bubble's not a good tool because I'm sure it is, but I do think 
apps like this, the more and more apps that we see that, that, that do this sort of thing where it's like, hey, I already have a ton of data in, in Airtable and I can just turn around and push this out and quickly get it. You talk about spinning up products or or apps or, you know, portals for, you know, whatever it is you might be doing so quickly, it's really next level. So super, super excited for the software team. And we actually have this on our list uh, to to jump in and check this out and do a more in-depth review on it and come back and do an episode on it. So just uh, hang on. We'll be doing, we'll be talking more about this, but, uh, but would love to hear your feedback. If you've got, if you're, if you're using it or giving it a try, give us a tweet, let us know what you think um, and love to hear from you. Link in the show notes if you want to check out that launch. Um, Glide released hints. And these are like, uh, once again, the uh, official unofficial Glide podcast here to tell you that hints are now available in Glide. Um, and they're, they're sort of like if you, if you come from the coding world and you use Bootstrap, they're like alerts in Bootstrap where you have like warning, success, information, um, and it just gives you a way to provide feedback to users if they're filling out a form and something goes wrong or whatever, you can display information to them. Um, really, really simple. But once again, we keep saying with Glide, they built this really strong core app and they keep doing these little things. They add these little things that give it so much polish, which makes it super easy to once again, have data in a spreadsheet and quickly spin up an app that's just next level. So uh, definitely check that out. Link in the show notes. Typeform now in beta with conversational form. So here's my least favorite form tool releasing uh, uh, a beta version of a chat bot, which I'm not a big fan of. I don't like chat forms. So this is like a swing and a miss twice for me. <laughs> uh, I will not be in the beta, but I am curious to hear how other people are finding it and how they feel about it. Did I come out too hot there? <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't you know. Came out just very hot there, considering you built the chatbot for Webflow. So I didn't build it. I didn't build it. And an AI conversation bot is different than a form. Once again, I, uh, AI, let me just AI let, is just AI nowadays is just let, if then statements. That's let, let's that's let me. Is. Well, no, <laughs> no just gotta, just gotta machine, machine learn. Yeah, uh, you're, you're gonna you're gonna trigger me, Matt. Now, like, I guess my thing is is like I feel like we spend so much time on tools that are over engineering forms. I'm like, it's just a form. They just want to they just want to leave a message for you or yeah. give you their details so they can enter the freaking thing. We really got to make it a chatbot experience where I'm gonna wait for a fake bubble to like bubble up and another thing to pop up there's no there's no one over there it's not leading to a live chat what are we doing why what is the point i just some people feel good some people uh, don't think about the fact that there's nobody over there uh, go carry go carry it i hate it so much so this is me loathing that whole the experience. Fake, the fake bubble thing is so true. Now that I think about it, it's just like, yeah, why is it bubbling over there? It knows exactly what it's going to say. So. And it, it's misleading as a UI. Like you, you oh, do 100%. that and, and then yeah. people are like, oh, I'm going to get to this live chat experience. Once I finish it, I'll get to chat with a human. No, you will not. There's no, it's just a form. Like there's nobody there. And so I, I don't know, like for me, it really frustrates me. And I feel like once again we're promoting a UI pattern that we don't it's we don't need it. And I, I think that I get it. Like there's this big push if you read the article. Hey, um, 
they talk about e-commerce sales via conversation bot being a really huge mm-hmm. growth market. And I get that. And like, if they use this to enter that space, then for me, it makes so much sense. I don't know what e-commerce platform they'll integrate with to do that. But like, if we're just collecting information via form, like, nah, I'm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, no, don't, I'm not yeah. here for it. I don't like that pattern either for what it's worth. And I, my insurance company is the worst when it comes to this because I, I use a company called lemonade for lemonade, my yeah. house insurance. Yeah. And they, they call, they I have like too. a, in the chat. Yeah. In the chat bubble. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but like, it's someone named Maya and it was like, it, there's a real person that like, it looks like you're talking to someone, but like, if you, if you, after you subscribe, you like, you know, it's not a real person, but it's like Maya art, but it's like in subtitles or in subtext, it's like our conversational AI or something like that. And it's the most frustrating thing ever. I was trying to uh, get a different quote for something and like it was only giving me three options and there was no option to contact support and talk to a real person. And it was the worst. I had to like track down an email address and then I had to email someone and then that person couldn't help me. And it was just like, this could have been like so much better of an experience overall. Um, but such yeah. is life. And, and I think that like for me, there are some good uses, but like I see people use it with support and if it's pointing you to resources, it may not answer your question every time, but like if it answers 50% yeah. of the people's question and, yeah. and uh, okay, like I, there's some value in some use cases, but for me, what we're yeah. going to have is just a bunch of people who have contact forms on their site that makes it look like a chat bot. Right. And I, I guess the question I'm asking is why? Because it's mm-hmm. still going to look like a type form. I like, I don't <sighs> breathe. Okay. You, you, it just, you know, who does this, you know, who does this well, help scout. Help Scout, I think they will serve up really accurate articles for your That's request, a fact. Um, which I was super impressed by. That's the only time I've ever seen that work. Like, it, yeah. it, And I was like, oh, wow, I don't have to contact support. Well, you have a doc you use, for it. If you use Zoom and you talk to their support, they, they, use, the same, they use the same tool. Um, you know, I mean, there, there are a lot of... What do y'all you use it at there's never, It's helpful, that? right? <laughs> it does the bubble, uh, yeah. but it, it, it learns over time. So for me, it's like, there are instances where it makes sense, right? Like there are instances where like, okay, I'm going to use it to, to uh, machine learn and provide resources to a huge funnel of people. That makes sense. What I'm saying is that Typeform is going to enable a lot of people who have 50 people visiting their site into a chatbot experience, they could just use the form. Like once again, like we're over engineering, you're over complicating uh, a problem, a, a solution to a problem that doesn't really exist. Less is more, less is more. Well, I like, think you have an why do we do it that point. way? I think you have a really interesting point though, but I think there's a subtlety for me that, that when I care about it and when I find it annoying is that if it's going to come back and tell me something else, then it's great that it's, that it has the bubble and it's whatever pretends like it's, it's waiting or whatever. But if it's then just going to ask for my email to contact me later, there was no need for that to be. In real life, you wouldn't be like, Oh, wait a second. And then be like, Oh, and I just need your information. You would just ask for their information. You And I feel like people don't always, take those situations and see what they would do in real life. But that can be pretty helpful. And that's the times when it annoys me. For sure. And I think it, 
I think it promotes a bad UI pattern because there's how many people are going to start their 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 type bot chat form with by setting expectations that this is not a real person. I'm just asking for your information. Probably not many people. And so I don't know. I saw it and was like, why? Why are we doing this? Um, but I digress. Uh, I'll get off my soapbox now. Uh, just not a fan. Um, okay. Uh, Airtable. Airtable, this is going to make Matt so happy. It now supports regex. So if find doesn't work. Oh, wait, what? Let's just, let's just be very clear that regex is the worst thing ever invented. Let's, I, we did not specify. It was not clear by what Ben said that it makes it sound like I actually like regex. I, I love regex. No. Regex is fun. It's cool. It works. You know, great. But I can't read that at all. I can't write that at all. It's one of those things where no matter how hard I try, I just can't do regex. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I love regex. I love and I love it that like if if you were using a, a find formula and it was not working for you, now you can regex it and get it. So it's like this is what I love. I love when no code tools take the guardrails off and say like, oh, yeah, our generic true. our generic tool didn't work for you. If you have the ability to do this thing, guess what? You can do it to the right. fullest extent. You can make it work. I love that. I love when tools do things like this. So for me, I was pretty excited about it. I know, I know your buddy, Jake, you know. Uh, Jake is over there jumping for joy. Just jump anytime, for joy. Anytime he figures out something on regex, he'll text me a screenshot of it, and like regexer, and it'll Jake be like, look at what's happening. It's like I'm matching this pattern. And I was like, dude, I can't read this at all. So, like, I'm happy for you. Like, that's a win, but, like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, Matt and I have a friend, Jake, who we've talked about here uh, uh, yeah. before who he's a regex with, he's really good with regex uh, does some amazing things, but I I'm for it. Um, and so I know hopefully if Jake's listening, he'll, he'll just go jump into your table. Now he probably will and go figure out something to do with regex. Right, right. He loves it so much, but I, I'm really excited about this because it does open up a lot of possibilities between the scripting now and this. It's really cool. Um, Y code, which we talked about last week. Um, they officially launched January 31st. So they've been doing previews. I think they've talked to quite a few people in the community and given demo videos where you can kind of see, you know, what they've, what they've got. I know, I think Carrie set through one. I know, I think Lacey, you set through one. There've been a few different people who set through them. Um, I've got a couple of friends who set through them. Um, so if you've been in on Y code and curious about it and excited to give it a try, here we go. Uh, they, they keep uh, tweeting back. Uh, to that date. So definitely uh, check it out and keep your eyes peeled. Uh, it looks like it's going to be something cool. So I uh, heard a lot of people saying a lot of nice things about it. All right. So that is this week's no code roundup. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that informed you that went much longer than I thought it was. I thought it was going to be a very short roundup. And then I talked about how much I hate type form for 20 minutes. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. I apologize. But That's what happens every time we just utter type form here. <laughs> Can't say the T word around Ben. <laughs> I really don't. I make it sound like I have a problem. I really don't. It's just, uh, anyway, we'll move on. I can just, I can, I can talk about this for a while. Uh, sure. So anyway, we are excited this week to have Carrie with us. So uh, we're going to jump in and talk to Carrie about all things uh, no code and some of her background. But uh, actually, Lacey's going to drive this. So I'm just going to shut up and let Lacey ask all the questions. Of course, we'll still have some, but 
about time. My gosh, some of us. <laughs> just fair. Just that's teasing. fair. I think that's fair. Uh, no, I'm just teasing. Um, I love hearing how much you hate type form for the 500th time. <laughs> so this is good. This is good. Um, Carrie, thank you so much for being with us. We are so excited to have you on and talk about the cool stuff that you've built and how you got your start. Um, so why don't you just, um, for our listeners who aren't familiar with you, um, introduce yourself and tell us how you got started in no code. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me on here. I have to say listening to you on this podcast is such a delight. And the, I've listened to about two thirds of the episodes and I've learned so much from all three of you. So, um, Really happy to get to be here and and talk to you. Um, Yeah, so I have been in digital product design for a long time now. The first startup I started working for was actually a very early stage chatbot. We didn't call them chatbots back then. But in 99, I worked for a company called Talky that was a startup. And this was when I was living in Venice, California. And... um, uh, you know, I started working for startups back then, and uh, I tech has just been what I have loved ever since. And mainly, my focus has been user experience design. They call it that back then, but um, that's what I focused on. And uh, for the last, I guess probably the first time I used Airtable was maybe four or five years ago. And same thing with Webflow. But I hadn't gotten into using them daily until maybe the last 14, 18 months, something like that. And once I realized, oh, my gosh, we're finally at the phase where I can take my product idea in my head and I can do it. I don't need a team. I don't need to raise a couple hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars. I can take my idea and I can start building them. I've just been so excited. And then... I found the no code people on Twitter and they were nice. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. So that's kind of been my journey is the startup world. Isn't necessarily nice. Um, or even I can work with, with and for some fraudsters and some kind of scamish people along the way. And it's something where I've always felt like you gotta be, you gotta have your guard up on who to trust and the no code community has been the opposite of that. And I am so all in on everything about it. So, yeah, I mean, they build in public, so. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that you've been in tech and have had this perspective and then you come in. So like, how did you like first get introduced? Like, was there a specific tool that you tried the first time? Do you remember? (sighs) I don't, I don't really, it's, it's, it was more gradual for that until, um, I really started to try and build an idea that I had, um, that I was calling tech in common and I started trying to build it and started working on it every day, probably 14, 18 months ago, sometime in that, somewhere in that time frame. But before then it was just like, I used Airtable a little, I used Webflow a little, I just kind of played around because I'm always testing out products. For the last 15 years, I've probably once a week tested out at least a product. And then it just got to be, I realized, oh my gosh, there's so many options. 
and they're good. And it was really the Airtable and Webflow combo that made me excited about it. And then actually I, I have a friend, a, lo- a friend here locally in Dallas, um, Bentley Davis, and he's a developer and he was really supportive and helpful um, with me trying to get better at some things. And when I would get stuck, he would pres- by, provide me some help and direction. And I tried to learn bubble with some of his support and, you know, it's just, that didn't work. My brain, the way that they're responsive design, and this was before they updated it. It just, the way that worked just scrambled my brain. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I can't even see my layers. I can't add a layer. Like what's going on? Um, but it was, it was probably through his support that I realized, okay, I can, I can do this. Um, it's still not easy, but like it may be possible. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I originally yeah. had started trying to build this product on WordPress and that was mm. just absolutely a disaster because they don't even have tr- any true data. So that's, mm-hmm. that was where my no code journey, uh, and I had used WordPress a ton of times before in the past, but not for ever anything complicated. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And it's interesting that you mentioned about support too, like what kind of, support did you receive? Like, it makes me think about the beginners in this space yeah. and like how we can better support them. Well, you know, it was really interesting. So, so he's a developer like me. He's been at this game for quite a while, but he's, his side is development. Whereas, you know, I do design and he would just be able to do stuff. And so I get stuck somewhere and then he'd be like, here you go. Now you can go do that. And then I'd see the example and I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, not only is it just fixed, in 20 minutes instead of 14 hours of stressful, exhausting, <laughs> you know, go nowhere. But like, oh, now I can copy it and do it again and change it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, totally. Totally. That's awesome. I think it's so helpful to like have um, support, community, all of that. I mean, especially now online, we're all distributed, blah, blah, blah. If I have to say that again, I'm going to vomit. But like, you know, <laughs> we're all all over the place. And, um, but like, what, um, are, are you like, you're a part of women in no code, which I love. I love being on calls with you. You're so helpful within the group. Um, what kind of communities have been and, and resources, let's do resources too. That's been like really helpful for you. Yeah. Well, something that's been important to me is definitely this group. I'm a part of locally called North Dallas open coffee club. Um, and I've been part of that five or six years and I'm now the moderator for that. And it's just a weekly meeting. We used to meet in person at this coffee shop in, uh, North Dallas. And, um, it's, uh, the group is mainly attended by people who are, um, pretty seasoned and skilled, but different backgrounds. So PR developer, designer, marketing, um, all sorts of different skill sets but people who have both worked for corporations and started their own companies. And so being part of that group of 10 to 20 people each week and getting to start off Tuesday mornings talking to them for an hour, that's really been a powerful support system for me for the last five or six years. And I found out about that because I was part of this thing called the DEC Ambassador Program, which is another, the DEC is another local Dallas organization uh, that I 
I joined and volunteered for and uh, met a bunch of people there. Um, so really connecting locally has been pretty powerful for me. Um, but it's really, it's been through the no code stuff in the last year that I've started to kind of connect to more online communities and, and certainly the, the no code community on Twitter and see what else is out there. Yeah, that's awesome. I love, um, for those of you listening who don't know, so Carrie and I live like in similar areas, like cities right next to each other. Um, but I love that, that you have that cause I'm in Fort Worth and we don't have, well, maybe we do, but I don't think so. Um, like those kind of meetings and obviously not now, but I think that that's really cool to stay connected and involved where you are. And then obviously moving online and getting into like online communities and all of that. So let's kind of like talk about some projects and stuff that you've built. Um, I, you, you were on the news for a website that you did, um, which is crazy and I love it. Um, so let's, let's hear that story. That's just amazing. Yes. This has been a, it's been an interesting start to the year. Uh, we all know that the COVID vaccine is out now and my dad is in that phase one B group. And so he's eligible to get the vaccine if he can find it. He can't. And so I was like, oh my God, you're just going to have to call pharmacies and go into pharmacies every day until sometime somebody has it. Like that's a terrible system. And, um, and then I, uh, I was just thinking about it. I was like, I can help. And so I just, it was, this was like three o'clock on a Saturday and, uh, 1130 at night, I finished the card landing page for it. And I'd set up the Airtable database and, and then all the forms. And I mainly spent all that time trying to get the forms just right. Cause I was like, okay, they have to be easy. They have to be clear. They have to be quick. And, um, and then I posted it to Reddit and I woke up in the morning and somebody had filled out the form. I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, this, this could work. And so then I rebuilt it the next day using what used to be called Landon, but is now called UMSO. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but whatever. U-M-S-O. And uh, so I rebuilt the landing page there and then just embedded some of the Airtable um, uh, cards, galleries that I had set up. And I started doing a bunch of data entry for all the locations for Dallas because I'm not very good at the, um, the scraping data. I've used a couple of the like, what is the one with an octopus and then there's scraper or something other. Anyway, I tried those and I was like, okay, well, I can't get this data. I'm not going to worry about that. And I started entering a bunch of the information and then um, other people started adding locations and other people started filling out the form and saying, it's not here. It is here. And I was like, fantastic. Hey, news stations. <laughs> Somebody needs to like talk about this. And so, um, yeah. And then I got to go on NBC five <laughs> and then the next night I was on KXAN in Austin. And then the next night I was on CBS 11. And then I actually, just before this interview, uh, did an interview with uh, Univision, and apparently I'm going to be on sometime between five and seven in the morning, translated into Spanish. So <laughs> I can't wait for that one. Um, yes, yeah, so it's been a wild ride. 
but I've definitely learned like just build something and put it out. And that is not my strength. It's not my comfort zone. But part of my thinking was like, I just never put a product out. But this one, I know I can do it. It's simple. It's just, is there an appointment? Is there a vaccine same day? Is there a wait list? And the answers can be yes, no, I don't know. And so like the form like couldn't be more simple. Um, and then I asked people to sign up to be notified. And I've gotten like 15,000 people to do that. The only thing is, I don't really know what to notify them of yet. Because essentially, there's not the vaccine. It, it's not available except for these mass vaccinations. And I don't know if they want me to tell them what's already on the evening news uh, so I'm kind of in a dilemma and it's going to cost some money to send out 15,000 text messages. Um, so this is a perfect time for that SpongeBob meme. You can't build a product with no code. Um, you know, I, I just, I love to see people take real problems and craft solutions and to get this kind of traction, um, I think is incredible. Um, I, I got to look at your site and I just really loved it. It's so it's clean, it's simple, it's easy to follow. Uh, I just, I really, really, really dig it. And I'm so happy for you. Uh, now, is this where we ask people to go to the site and make a donation so you can send 15,000 emails? Like, because that's a real thing. And people should be supporting things like this. If you're listening, I'm going to ask for Carrie. It, it's COVID19VaccineTX.com. Link in the show notes if you want to go check it out. There's a button at the bottom where you can make a donation. Make a donation and help make email sense possible. Yeah, well, and that would be great. But also, if you're in Texas, if you could add a report about a, a pharmacy nearby you, if you know whether or not they have, because like, the crowdsourcing stuff only works if there's lots of people on there. And right now, I'm getting dozens of reports a day. But I, if I, if I could get it up to a couple hundred, that would be fantastic. Um, and another interesting thing that's happened, and honestly, I, I have been debating over what to do about this. I don't know um, what I should do, so I would, I'd love to hear y'all's feedback on this, is somebody from Oracle called me and said that they would love to help personally or Oracle would love to help. And I'm like... Wow. That is no oh, small feat, Carrie. Like, that is something to be very proud of. Like, I am blown away, but I kind of, I feel like now the site's kind of running itself. And if the vaccines aren't going out to pharmacies, does it make sense to make it bigger? Like, I, I, I want to call this guy and say, yes, I would let, he's like, we'll help you out. We'll let you run the team and we'll put it up on our servers. And, and like, I, what am I supposed to do? Like, I, do, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of, I've been racking my brain out what I think is, is right. I mean, obviously I want to make the most of this in some ways, but like, I don't know if it needs to change that much. Yeah, I mean, I have or have Oracle uh, carry that Twilio cost and that MailerLite cost or whatever tool you use, the Webflow cost. It's can Twilio I, and MailerLite, yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, that's so can funny. I, can, can I throw in here real quick? Uh, you just told us the best thing that could happen would be to have enough people crowdsource this to really make it more effective. I would ask them what they could do to help you make that happen. Yeah. You have mailing lists. Do you have do you have the resources to get to make this more visible? Um, right. What can you do to make that happen? Because honestly, uh, I'm just I would just think of the biggest challenge to like 
what's the hurdle to make this thing happen? And then like, here's my problem. Can you help me solve it? Like serving, I've got the server. That's fine. I built this with no code. I don't know if you understand that part. Like we're good there. What I could really use is X. And it's like, how can you get more people here? Yeah, I I like that advice. I I will definitely, yeah, consider how how to ask for that. You know, what else was really interesting is when I when I got off the phone, I, and I forget the gentleman's last name, it was, um, I have him in my phone as Kurt COVID help, because <laughs> uh, his last name was not one I was familiar with. Um, but he mentioned that I should also check out Oracle's Apex, which is no code built for data. And I had never heard of that. I haven't checked it out yet. Um, but that was interesting to me that Oracle has any sort of no code something. Um, so that's something that, that's news to me. I've literally never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I had neither check that out. until he, he it's more it. like low code, right? Gotcha. Any so it's, has, have, I don't is know. It like, is it like as code intensive as like clutch? Right. I don't know. Uh, my, well, it's, my, it's, it's for enterprise apps, if I oh, if I remember. Gotcha. So maybe I, more I, along the lines of like AppSheet. Um. Yeah. Like it's it's something where like uh, or Appy Giver is that is that the is that the one? One of them is really uh, I, there. We have so many no code apps, and there are so many names. But this one's really more built for enterprise solutions, right? Like it, it's if you are an enterprise <laughs> well, company on, and you're trying to build this. Lacey, take your mic off mute and say what you're trying to say. <laughs> Did you say? <laughs> Did you say uh, <laughs> Appy Giver? Yes, it's an Did app. Appy it exists. Giver? I thought you meant Appy Giver. <laughs> That's what I thought too. No, no. <laughs> All right, no. Giver. Just, just for, just for validation, we need that in the show notes after this episode. Wait, is it App Giver? Am I saying it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I didn't yes. even know that no, that's what you were talking about. I lo- there's a today. lot of good stuff. In there's that so app many. Uh, Hold on. I'm sorry. Hold I'm sorry. I get dragged on this podcast all the time, Ben. I'm going <laughs> to, I have to find opportunities to bring you into this. <laughs> I had no idea well, that's now, what you were referring to. Now I'm going to burn you down. The next oh, chance no, I no. You, just, there, you don't even know. There. There they, is no appy giver. <laughs> I promise you. There is I think it's an like app giver and there is an appy pie. Yeah, it's app giver like Oh, exactly. appy pie. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, I've seen too many appy whatevers in the past uh in the past uh year. A new no code tool launches every 5 minutes and people want me to try it. I'm trying to figure out how <laughs> I do that. Um, yeah, but no. is something I really considered for this though too cuz I was going back between um going to over to Webflow when I rebuilt it for the third time because I did card, umso, and then Webflow. And I was like, well, do I go Webflow or do I go AppGyver? Because I really like a lot about AppGyver, but they don't let you do um, embeds at all under any circumstances, which is just like, okay. That one confuses me. But I also want to say that they're fantastic. I recorded a tutorial on how to do response. so i was like i'll take that as a prize (laughs) 
Did I cut out? I think you're, yeah, you're still there. We got your audio now. Uh, Lacey, you're muted. Yeah, lost you for a second. Yeah. Oops. I lost all of you for a second. Sorry. We no worries. Keep the time on this. Did you hear what I said about AppGyver, though? Should I say that again? Only the embed, and then I didn't hear anything after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just don't let you do embeds. And I was like, oh, I got to have forms. And I'm just doing my embedded, and like I embedded my forms on Webflow from Airtable. It works great. Saves so much. And the time to recreate all that. Yeah, it saves a ton of time. A ton of time. That's so cool. I love, I love that you were able to identify a problem and create a solution, take matters into your own hands. Like that is to me such a underpinning, like a huge reason that no code is so, so important um, because we're enabling makers of all backgrounds to create and solve their own problems and adjust. I just love it. And I love that it's taken off. Like, Clearly, this was such a need, Carrie, that you saw and you were able to do it. Yeah, and I hope it's helping some people, or at very least, I hope it's helping some pharmacies get fewer phone calls <laughs> asking the same questions. Um, I, I'm hopeful that it can start to really help people over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, it's been quite a journey. It's been such a learning experience. It's made me really grateful. I was just like, I'm going to launch this thing. I don't care what it looks like, which is for, as a designer is such a challenge. Like I, there's some parts about how it looks right now that I feel like as a designer, maybe I should be embarrassed about, but I really wanted to focus on the fact that it's for an over 65 audience. Readability is more important than animations or beauty here or font size. Like my font sizes are big on the site right now, which a lot of designers would probably look at it and just say, I don't know what I'm doing design wise, but there's a reason I did it that way. So it can be read by these people who are like, some people in their eighties have been sending me emails and saying, thank you for this. The Texas state site is so bad and I can't read it. I can't see it. And I can read yours. There's an extra place in heaven for you. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I, I love that. So let's, let's talk about that for a second too, because I didn't, I mean, I didn't go to it to look at the design. So I didn't have an opinion one way or the other, but now that you say that, so you created like a product for a specific age group and then also needing to make sure that the UI UX was aligned with your end user. Can you share more about that? Like, especially with people getting into no code or who've even been in it for a while, like they typically are having a hard enough time understanding the development piece of it, much less the UI and UX of it. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was easy to think about just because it's what I've thought about pretty much every day for 20 years. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I just have a philosophy that it really, I should keep the context of what I'm doing first and foremost and that design details that are beautiful and, and it, it should be helpful first and that the aesthetics should be second. It's the aesthetics are still really important um, in getting people to care about your product and trust your product. But if they can't read it, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is. And with this specific audience, readability is a real issue 
if the fonts are small. So, yeah, I just try to keep it in mind. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And such a good thing for all of us to keep in mind. I know I don't have a design background, um, but I just love that. I love that. And I should say Webflow made it easy. I love the accessibility detail in Webflow where when you're choosing your font colors, you can just always tell. I, that's one of my favorite features that I think a lot of people may not even know is there. The new accessibility features are really slept on. Like people don't give them enough hype. Like, especially, I don't know if you guys have seen it in uh, the, the latest update, but when you go to publish it, literally like, it's like, hey, you've got X amount of things wrong on your page. Um, so maybe before you publish, go fix those. Um, and it brings up the audit panel and it'll tell you like, you don't have alt text in this image and you, these headings are out of order, um, which is just incredible. But the contrast checker too is just so good. Um, and so, I, I, so question for me, uh, do you like you we've talked a little bit about coffee club that's vaccination site um like before we end here what are you working on right now that you think people should know about uh, and that you're excited about telling telling others you know this is coming it's on the way uh keep your eyes peeled yeah so i want to build a micro SaaS product specifically that focuses on and I'm trying to niche it down further and further. Like I follow Felix Wong and he had a really interesting tweet. Bad company idea, good company idea. And it was like niche down three or four levels. Um, and I've been focusing on that quite a bit and trying to get my niche. But I want to release a product and I'm calling it Petite Greet. I want it to be for connecting people who are looking for co-founders and specifically, I want to do no-code builders who are looking for marketing co-founders. I think that's going to be my niche, niche, niche. Um, and I've built a lot of it. I just need to finish the forms. I've written all the, because connecting people is something that I've been doing in person. I've run, I used to run the local co-founders, co-founder labs meetings here in Dallas. And then I started co-founders league with two uh, friends locally, Will Akins and Emmanuel Lopez, um, who I met working at the deck here. And um, so I, I've done, uh, connected people who have created companies together through those meetings. Uh, in fact, we had the last one in March just before everything shut down. And um, somebody who joins my, who joins the North Dallas Coffee Club um, is one of those people who founded a, who, who met co-founders through that meeting. Um, so I've been working on that process for a while. I feel like I know a lot about it. Um, but I have, I just have a lot of work to do. But I'm hopeful that since I'm part of the new On Deck No Code Fellowship, that I will meet somebody who wants to work with me. And that over the next 10 weeks, maybe I can release that product. I keep getting closer and closer and then I feel like I keep getting further and further away because I want to fix things and I got to, I got to get past that. So that's probably where I am now. I'm so excited about the fellowship program though, the on deck thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I'm doing it too. Um, for another like, uh, side thing that I have going. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that a lot. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for being with us and sharing and sharing about your site and what you're doing and just like how you contribute to this community. Um, I know I thoroughly enjoy every interaction I have with you. So thank you so, so much. Um, and congratulations on honestly, like this is a perfect, beautiful use case for no code. And I am just hats off to you. I'm so glad that it's helping people and you're getting recognition and, um, I hope you start to see at least some amount of contribution back to you through this so you can keep it up because this is just, this is fantastic. Well, thank you. I am so excited to get to, you know, been here and, and chatted with you guys tonight. And I hope to continue learning from all three of you because you're, you're always keeping me up to date. <laughs> It'll be us learning from you at this point. We'll catch you on CNN tomorrow uh, and learn what, uh, what product you're building next. So yeah, I, I really don't think it'll be that way around, but we appreciate you coming on. Sure. Right, and appreciate, appreciate the candid voice you bring to the community. So seriously, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. keep, keep sharing. And, and we're so glad you were able to be with us. So everyone, thanks for listening. Really enjoyed hanging out with you this week and we'll catch you next time. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening to visualdev.fm. You can find us on your favorite social media platform at visualdev.fm. 